0: You just mentioned it there, the history of the conveyor belt school system. Yeah. Let's go into that. Yeah. Tell us more about that.
1: Um, so any of your listeners, I highly, 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 highly recommend you go read anything by a gentleman named John Taylor Gatto, G-A-T-T-O. Um, there are a number of his books that you can get for free PDFs online. Oh, um, cool. I had the pleasure of connecting with him before he passed a few years ago. He is a legend that nobody ever hears of, especially... If you've been a teacher or are a teacher, you were not given his material um, while you were being trained to be a teacher because if you had read it, you'd have left and you never would have finished your training. Wow. Um, he's the foremost historian on where the conveyor belt system came from and, and how it came into play. And he was far more eloquent and knowledgeable in this arena. Go read his stuff. That said, I'll give you the high level. We'll
0: put a link uh, to that in the show notes too.
1: Please do. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, essentially there's a number of places we can go back, but, um, for, for listeners to give the 30,000 foot view, um, you know, the Prussian military is losing to Napoleon and there's conversations that, you know, they're losing because the men are starting to think for themselves. Um, they are not, uh, blindly obedient to the orders. Like they're thinking for themselves, this is causing an issue. Um, and so what are we going to do? So from a national standpoint, they go, man, we've really got to take Um, let's see if we can get young people early and we can really make sure that we design a system that sounds altruistic. It sounds like we're doing what's best for everybody, but we're really going to train them to be obedient to the state and not to ask questions within a generation. We'll have a very, um, almost robotically obedient populace, right? So you've got this and then you've got some of the people as the industrial age starts kicking off some of the, um, you know, uh, Entrepreneurial magnates, you've got, um, you know, your Rockefeller and um, he's sending people like Horace Mann and Dewey over to to learn more about this Prussian system to bring it back to the US because they realized that if they could just get a nation that would do the exact same thing, um, they could really build their wealth and their legacies on the back of a working humanity in the Industrial Revolution. So Rockefeller puts in, you know, what the equivalent of almost $1.5 billion dollars um, into this educational system at that time, and he says, "I want a nation of his quote, I want a nation of workers, not a nation of thinkers." Wow. And they said, "Modern you, day slavery." Modern day slavery. What are you going to teach them for twelve years? He says, "I'll teach them a whole lot about nothing." Um, and so it was a a good way to again belabor the the uh, the time that you know young people it's, they were delaying them getting into the workforce so that we could train the. You know vim and vigor out of them, so we could get this obedient population that would then come in and just go. Look, man, I'm used to this industrial model training where a bell rings and I get up and I go do something else, and a bell rings and I get up and I go do something else again, and um, I'm just listening. Who's I'm asking permission for every single thing? I've literally made that the baseline norm throughout all of my developmental years, so that that's now what I crave. I'm like Pavlov's dog. Okay. I hear the bell, I'm craving the treat. I'm looking for my master to go. What is next? So now you have all these kids who come out and go, all right, where's my master? And who what are they going to tell me what to do? You know, and mm-hmm. so that we that's really what the design has been for and has remained for. It's not to make an educated population. Man, that's dangerous. It is dangerous. Well, you can see the outcome. I mean, I don't have to. Mm-hmm. You can listen to this and be like, this dude's crazy all you want. Or you can go look for yourself and go verify everything I've said. Like you can do whatever you want, but I would ask anybody to just pay attention and go, okay, if you've got, I think it's like 92% of the population in our country has a high school you know, of of age, right? Has a high school diploma. So anybody 18 or older, 92% have a high school diploma. Would you say 92%, like, would you look at our country and go, oh man, at least 92% of us are, are, are well-educated. No. no, you would not, but mm-hmm. we all got that diploma. So where's the disconnect? And I'm not pretending that school's the only part of that that is an issue. We've got all these other issues, the fatherless home mm-hmm. issue we've got. There's so many other issues, but school is not designed to educate a human. It's designed to enslave a human. It's not mm-hmm. the same.
0: Yeah, that, uh where does somebody start if they want to start going against the grain? Like how, you and I know the answer to this, but for our listeners that, you know, may be in the public school system and may maybe don't have the option to stay home or, or send their kids to a private school, <clears throat> which again, is still basically the same system, right? Still conveyor belt. A lot of times it is, yeah. How do people start going against the grain, and what like what do you recommend to start scratching that that surface? Uh, for at least in my experience,
1: one of the best things that uh, that parents can do is to deconstruct whatever their own current beliefs are in the first place, right? So John Taylor Gatto is always a great place to start, so you can see what the enemy actually looks like. You can see why school is actually a giant issue, mm-hmm. see why it's a dangerous thing. So for a lot of people they've got to get to that realization so that they can emotionally detach, right? Because there's a difference between intellectually detaching from it and emotionally detaching from it. Mm -hmm. I can intellectually go, yeah, yeah, of course. That's logical, makes sense. But you'll find so many parents that are like, yeah, it makes sense. Oh God, they need trigonometry so bad. Don't they, don't they, don't they? they? Like I can't, (laughs) I just go get trigonometry, right? Like they can't emotionally detach from it, right? Mm -hmm. So there's that detaching process. (laughs) like the, the needs to take place yeah. there's the um the realization for parents needs to take place that they are already the primary educator in their kids lives and they always have been um so for a lot of parents i, I want i start walking them through like okay what you no know, so remind me what school did you send your kids to for, for them to learn how to walk and they're like well of course, we didn't send them to school. Yeah. Like, oh, Okay, but I'll tell you what, if you had grown up in a culture that said you've got to send your kids to school by six months of age, otherwise, they'll never learn to walk, you would have done it, and you would have believed it.
0: Mm-hmm. So they'll believe- go, oh, no, that's crazy. That wouldn't send my six-month-old to school, but it's like...
1: Exactly. But, but, but you but would. You're doing it at five, mm-hmm. and you're assuming also that if you do it at five, that otherwise, they would never learn to read or whatever your fear is. Mm-hmm. Simply not true, just like it's not true about walking. And I was, and where did you send them to learn how to speak English? Well, nothing. We just spoke English to them. Right. So they spoke English. They learned to walk all these things from you just by being around you, just by you guys living life together, just by every time they failed at those things, meaning they fell down when they were trying to walk, meaning they said, when they were trying to talk, you Mm -hmm. went, yes, awesome. You killed it, crushed it. Yes, keep going. You cheered on those failures. You kept leading by example and they did it. Guess what? Everything else can work that way too. Promise. Um, so there's the extra responsibility. They also need to wrap their head around. Of That means you are the example all the time. It means if you have a desire for them to be a certain type of person, you need to be that type of person. Mm-hmm. Want them to be the person who's fit and in shape, get yourself fit and in shape. If you want them to be the person that is joyful and service oriented and on a mission, guess what? You're going to have to do it too. So yes, there is more responsibility on that. So it comes, you know, there's all those understandings first, right? So get there mentally, then take a look at the practicality. Lots of people who say, well, we can't because so if we can get them there emotionally, then they might look practically and go, ah, we can't because you know, we don't have the option because, um, both of us, you know, both of us work out of the home. Okay, cool. Um, for a lot of families, I've looked at, you know, had these conversations and I'm like, yep, both of you work out of the home to maintain that lifestyle. You guys have a 5,000 square foot house. You have six cars. There's only two of you. Um, they're so like, you can't, or you won't. Uh-huh. There it is. Right? So you've got the, you know, the excuse as to why you can't do it or you have a reason right there that is your child of why you have to um so there is some of that for some people for some people um it's not like that they're already running as lean as possible and so then it's more like okay can you get creative can you go okay well dad actually has different days off than mom so there's one thing that overlaps where you know we've got extra time at home and then well you know, Will lives down the street and his wife, and they actually have different days off than we do, and they're of the same mindset. So what if we partnered together with them and we took their kids these days and they took their right? So there's ways to do it where you're covering having your kids not go anywhere, even if you have to go to work, but somebody else can watch them, and then it opens up a whole bunch of other doors. Again, the hard part is for people to do that, they go, ah, but how do I know that person can teach them trigonometry? It's like, no, 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 you're not recreating school at home. Mm-hmm. That's not what you're doing. So let's get let's get the coverage together first. And then let's understand what education looks like and how we can do that, right? And mm-hmm. so for most people, if you look in your general circle or look in your general area, you can at least find a place where somebody is at least covering and being there with your kids when you have to go to work and then you can make it work. So it's a very rare thing. And then, hey, at the end of the day, Um, maybe you do have to send, maybe you're going to have to take on a side job to afford sending them somewhere else, or maybe you're just going to send them to the conveyor belt program for a while. And if you do that, please just understand that you're going to be responsible for their education when they're not there. And you need to let them know of the game they're playing when they are, where they're, you know, wherever they're going, Mm -hmm. let them know that you understand it's a game. Their job is to go try to be a role model, try to treat other people well, See what kind of things they like, don't like. You're not worried about the grades, but you're worried of, you know, you want them to make an effort. But you know, you got to have those conversations of playing the game with them if you are gonna ultimately send them there. My Seth Godin um is a brilliant human, but Seth did the same mm-hmm. thing with his girls. Um, I've talked to Patrick about Bet David about this, and he does the same
0: thing with his kids. Um, it's about understanding how to play that game. Yeah. Well, you know, as you, as you said, put it into a couple of words, it's intentionally and creatively thinking for yourself and and coming up with a solution, which we too often don't do. We too often pass that off on, oh, it's going to be too hard. Or what are the sacrifices that we're going to make in order to make it happen? And many people are too selfish. And, and, you know, the thing I'd like to ask all parents that are listening to this is, are you somebody you would want your kids to emulate? Right. And if the answer is no, you need to check yourself. You need Daniel. to check yourself. And it sounds like you need to do more Daniel. and be intentional with your life. And, you know, I look at myself and I, I want my kids to be a better version of me. So right. I, you know, but, but through all that, they're looking at me every single day. Yep. And, you know, we have been able to set our lives up and taking the reins of our lives. And my wife quit her job June 2nd and started homeschooling our kids as a Monday or home educating our kids i'm still i'm still shifting that that you know that It'll take a while. but uh you know our whole thing through that you know the first day um they were done in about four hours and and monica was kind of freaking out because she didn't get to prep sunday night because a friend came over just crashed our house and we had fun for an hour or two just hanging out right and uh so monday she's like frazzled she's like i don't i you know i didn't get a chance to prep it's like hey we've we just started like take a week and a half, you know, most schools, they, they two or three weeks before they're into full swing, you know, it's like um, take a week and a half and, and, you know, until we go on our, our next trip and um, try to get as much done as you can see how it goes. Well, by day two, they figured it out. And they're, 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 you know, educating for about four hours and then they're playing with their friends the rest of the afternoon. They're out outside riding bikes. They're coming to our kid fit program and getting after it, you know? Um, by the way, all of those things are actually education. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, my, my son, for example, he's, he's a boy. He's not meant to sit still for seven no. hours. She was realizing he's not retaining already. He's just having a hard time focusing. So they're, teach, they're, they're going through geography together. And what does she do? She takes him outside. He digs in the mulch and digs the rivers that they're learning about. That's awesome. And he absorbs it. And that's now awesome. he knows what the Euphrates or he called the Euphrates river that he calls the Alfredo's river. The Yeah. Uh, so gotten. the Alfredo's, river, oh, and, you know,
1: so again, and how old is your How old is your son? Remind me seven years old. Cool, man. So guess mm-hmm. what? Developmentally, he's not even at a point where academics are something that should stick. Mm-hmm. School tells you he is. Mm-hmm. Developmentally, he's not. That's yep. not something that even starts. He's going to hit a big brain jump right around eight. Where hmm. all of a sudden some things are going to be a little more developmentally appropriate and and uh, and interesting, but forcing interesting. certain academic subjects before that or mm-hmm. during that brain shift that don't matter. What you do is you train them to they think they hate learning, right? Actually, do more harm than good. That's why I always tell people don't bring school home either.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, home education is not home school.
0: Right. Right. Well, and and yeah, I mean, boys were not designed to be that way. You know, they, uh, yeah, I mean, he he already sometimes questions like, I'm a bad kid. And we, we my wife and I checked ourselves there. We're like, oh, it's like, we told him to be good too much. Be good for your mother. Be good for your dad when I'm mm. gone. Mm. We've tried to shift that conversation from not be good. You are good. You're a good man. I tell mm. him that every night before he goes to bed, you're a good man. And I say, I just say, behave. You know, and it yeah. it it is verbiage, and and some people think that that's getting into the semantics of it, but it's not because words are, are very powerful,
1: very much so. Mm-hmm. They matter. They yeah. matter, right? And so it's and when you guys turn everything into, and I know you, I mean, I know how you laid and we're gonna get into this this mm-hmm. year too. The stuff that we're doing together, like you guys are gonna develop. So excited! Uh, you guys are gonna develop a family contract, a family set of rules where it's a we do right. So it's not mm-hmm. you're not having to go like, hey man you need to do this. It's like, no, no, this is what we we do. This is what we do as a family. This mm -hmm. is what, this is what we don't do. What it does, it takes all that. It takes, makes it an objective thing. It makes it something where you guys all have that same standard to live by. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's not a matter of I'm good. I'm bad. I'm good. It's like, no, this is what I do. This is what I don't Here are the guardrails. Right. And by the way, I know that's the right thing because mommy and daddy, that's what they do too. And actually if daddy messes up, I get to tell daddy like, Hey daddy, that's not part of rule number six. Mm-hmm. Daddy goes, yep, you're right. And daddy changes it. And so then there's trust, right. That's built there. And exactly. uh, accountability. And, and, yep. Absolutely. And again, you establish a new norm That's mm-hmm. you're establishing the baseline for your family in that way. Right. You know? And right. so it just becomes who they are.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, yeah, I've, I've admitted to my son and my daughter many more times than I'd like to admit that, Hey, I was wrong. I'm sorry. You know, and, and that's, don't be above that as a parent, you know, that, that is huge. Being able to apologize and admit when you're wrong. You have to do Mm -hmm. it. You have to do it. That's where trust is built. No doubt. So let's dive into Apogee. Yeah, man. What is Apogee?
1: Yeah. So, um, it's a really good question, and it's something that has continued to evolve, but the mission is is exactly what we stated when we started, right? So mm-hmm. it's receiving freedom and sovereignty um through educating the entire family. Uh, that's really what it is. and and again, education, not schooling for the entire family. So, um as I was running, you know, as I was running schools that I had built still speaking quite a bit, but mm-hmm. uh, running all these school campuses, and we continue to expand and do all these things. Um, I heard an old friend of mine on a podcast and and he was saying that he ultimately wanted to start, uh, wanted to start a school and, and do something for the community in that way. And so I reached out to him, uh, a gentleman named Tim Kennedy, who a lot of the listeners will know who that is, and said, man, if you're serious about it, let's roll. Um, I know how to do that. Well, um, let's let's do it. Let's do it the right way. And he's like, yep, let's do this. So went out to Texas and, and uh, we got a good workout in first, of course. And you love it beat me up a a whole bunch um first as he does uh as only he can um in that way and uh but then we went sat down and man and hashed this thing out so we could get this school up and running but in the process of talking about that we're like hey we've got some amazing men in our networks like between the two of us a lot of mutual friends too but we just have connections to so many amazing human beings um Mm -hmm. you need to start educating for where people are in life. There is something to be said for education in a collaborative sense, right? Boys, girls together, men, women together, men, young men, women, young women, like those cross ages. There's cross, yes, there's so much value um, in all of that. But then there's also value in the specificity of there are things that a young man can only learn from a man. There's things that men are only going to really learn and dive in um, to with other men. Um, because we are newsflash men and women, not the same. Right. And that's a good thing. Um, so we know that that's the case. And there's no more than those two options. It, it, and it's, that's, that's it, man. Those it's, two, there's you two. Got two, you got two right there. <laughs> Boom. Yep. That's exactly right. That's going to get you canceled. Um, oh, so for sure. For yeah, sure. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, so, so we're like, you know what, let's start with these young men as we're building out these schools and let's get a bunch of good men pouring into these young men. Um, let's give them a roadmap, not because we're saying, look, this is the roadmap that Matt and Tim really like, but it's because it's a roadmap that opens up opportunities. It's a roadmap that opens up self-awareness and uh, self-confidence and self-reliance. So let's put this there so that ultimately they can develop their own roadmap, but we can also find these partners that we want to go on this mission with. So we start pouring into these young guys, giving them projects, challenges, readings, workouts. um, And then every week they're sitting down and talking with you know, the best of the best of the best in the world. And they're putting together these digital portfolios that are opening them up to job opportunities, to college scholarships. We actually have a college, a university right now that's given blanket entrance and scholarships to anybody who comes out of our program that wants to go. Wow. Come. Which which, is, which school is that? Um, It is in, gosh, I, I'm a horrible human being for not having this off the top of my head, but it's in...
0: Uh, <laughs> I put you on the spot. It's my fault.
1: Doctor, no, that's all right. Um, let me get, yeah. You know what? Let me get it and I can send it over. Dr. Okay. Oh, let's see. Oh, hold on. I know. Dr. I'm going to, I'm literally going to find it out yeah, right now. Do this it. Is, um, Dr. Per, per, there we go. It was introduced Uh, my friend, Ben Greenfield. Oh, cool. Uh, Belhaven guy. That's where, where yeah, Belhaven. Yeah. Belhaven, Belhaven university. Um, and bellhaven University is actually in Mississippi. Oh, cool. Okay. Jackson, Mississippi. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I was so, gonna guess
0: Hillsdale, but
1: uh... yeah, I mean, but the <laughs> yeah yeah, but the reality is, man, like we've mm-hmm. got like these guys can open doors to any university they want. Um, yeah. partially because we know how to play the game, mm-hmm. and partially because we're getting them ready to be able to go in and actually make an impact. Yeah. And do it, you know, the right way. So. Um, there's other post post high school uh, like praxis post high school organizations that is like a, again blanket acceptance and a scholarship to that post mm-hmm. high school program. So, um, so these young men are coming in, they're putting in the work, and then we also have great guys that are like, like Nick Kumalatos is a um, friend of mine, is an entrepreneur, um, podcast, you know, podcaster, has got a great uh, a couple great businesses. And he's like, hey, man, I need to hire somebody around this, this, and this. You got any young men? Like, I'll just take them right now. You just let me know who it is and they're hired, right? Like, it's wow. that kind of work on the way things actually work because of the way these young guys show up.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm only going to
1: recommend the young guys that show up and put in the work, right? Yeah. So, but it's a it's a fantastic opportunity. So, you know, the next, it just made sense. We're like, okay, cool, man. We are working with these young guys. And this is amazing. Um, we had so many of those dads too that were like, hey, by the way, we need something like this for men. Mm-hmm. Um, we need something like this to optimize because there's still men that aren't fully free. Their relationships aren't where they want them to be. Their psychology is not there. They don't have the focus. Their time and energy management is not there. Their spiritual life is not um, there, or they think it's there, um, and they find out that it's it's very much. It's very depth. much. Not. Yep. Um, they think they're self-reliant. The class 001 right now is finding out they're very much reliant on a mm-hmm. lot of things still. And they're like, holy, okay, there's some work to be done here. Yep. We open up a financial side of things that most people don't even know exists for humans. Mm-hmm. Like literally a second tax system in this country that nobody's ever taught um that we need people to know about because yeah. it opens up so much more sovereignty and freedom quite literally nobody is telling people that this exists you know and so we were like we've got to get the men on board too we've got to get them to understand what this looks like and then it's just it's cascading out yeah. the women. Um, they don't want to well. give you the
0: keys to freedom with
1: that dude that's it <laughs> yeah i know that's exactly it right and so that's all we want is we want people to have that choice and that free choice doesn't have right. to be, we just want you to understand that's there, man. Do with it what you will. We're not gonna force feet, cajole you into doing anything because guess what? There is work involved. Yeah. In that. Um, but man, it's worth it. And so we put a great, you know, group of humans and and um, you know, in terms of like the brotherhood around you, the mentors around you, and, and we just rock and roll. So yeah. apogee's apogee is taking on all of those things and and um the home education crew too, and and then launching more campuses. Uh, fall of twenty twenty four. You know, we're going to launch a coordinated one hundred campuses wow. um, to to educate young heroes who they're not going to home educate, but they want to go somewhere. Cool, man. Mm-hmm. The community can jump in. They can have sovereignty and freedom, running their own business in their community. Yeah, do a great service, and we can get more free people through that. You know, so what are those schools going to be called? Um, they are so they're Apogee. They're all Apogee schools, okay. but people can name it whatever they want it's so very much like crossfit right you yep. don't have to call it you can call it if you want to you know crossfit des moines crossfit like you can do that mm-hmm. or you can be like hey you know this is nc fit a crossfit affiliate or, CrossFit right.
0: or whatever yeah, you name want. it whatever you want yeah name whatever mm-hmm. you want so same thing yeah that's cool yeah. and it just a whole a whole other entrepreneurial endeavor you know and, and i think that's that's so cool my wife and i we were talking about that the other day and i'm like my like, babe we can we can do what with this, what we want to do with it. Like we have taken on entrepreneur, you know, I mean, as a life, right? Like businesses, you know, education. I almost said it again. I almost said schooling. Education. Um, and, you know, we we can do with it what we see fit. And if we see where we can one area, cool. Let's pivot and change it. Let's let's continue adapting and growing and getting better. And You know the kids are only going to thrive because of that. I think our kids are, you know, a week in, and I think they're probably two, three weeks ahead already of kids that are in standard school system. And again, like I'm a huge advocate for home education as as of right now. Um, You know, I'm not going to say it's a forever thing because I don't I don't know if anything's forever. And you know, as they get into you know those older years, especially if there's a school like Acton Academy or an Apogee you know school nearby um, Mm -hmm. or education system nearby. You know, who knows, you know, if, if especially if, you know, community is a big thing there. Um, so, but, you know, it, it just, it allows you to, to, I mean, really take the reins and learn your kids' learning styles too. I think it, it, it shows your kids how intentional you're willing to be with them and can only benefit the relationship between you and your children, which as we've seen in this father station, we see how distant parents and children are.
1: For sure. For sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Parents need to go on a mission with their kids. They need to have an adventure with their kids. That's all. That's the best way to perpetuate your child's education is always to perpetuate your own and bring them along with you. Mm -hmm. The fact that my kids are 12, 10 and seven, and they can tell you there's two tax systems. It's the, only a product incredible. we talk about it and they live it right. So They see it. They don't have to understand every single bit of it, Mm -hmm. but they can see it because I show them and I'll show them like the P and L and the cash flows for us and go, okay, so it goes from this business to this you know, Mm -hmm. trust to this trust, to this foundation, and then this business to the same trust to like, it's like, this is where, this is how the money flows. And here's what we do with it in each bucket that it lands. This part gets invested here. This part gets, this is where we just give a ton of money to these other people who are really good people. And we scholarship these kids over here and we do this over here. Like they get to see all of that. They don't have to understand it yet. They just keep seeing it over and over again. And eventually guess what? It is the baseline normal for them too. And so mm-hmm. that's how they want to live their life. It's not complex. It's actually quite simple. Yeah. It yeah. is. You don't have to do a lot to, you don't do two things to the kids. You make right. sure the environment's right and they
0: grow. Oh, man, that's, that's truth. The, uh, what I find so exciting about all this too is, you know, I was 24, 25 before my eyes were really open to this. Yeah. And, I, I barely read a book in high school, like spark notes were my best friend. And even then I was skimming spark notes to get the answers I needed, you know, um, the only book I would read in high school was the Bible. And even then, you know, had a hard time reading and I hated reading, I hated school. I hated, um, you know. I think I, I graduated with an accumulative two point four when I graduated. I don't actually know how they graduated me because I think it was below the average that they were supposed to be at. But we're not going to ask questions. They, I think, they want to okay. be out. Yeah. And uh, you know, went to vocational college, and I got made fun of by my friends who went to real college um, for many years. You know, and I, you know, it, this isn't to slap them in the face or anything, but I, you know, from from my life perspective, you know there's there's quite a few that I've surpassed. And this is not to toot my own horn. it's th- it's to say that like I didn't do the norm. I went and I pursued endeavors I was passionate about. I went and, um, you know, pursued things I was interested in, but then my eyes opened. and it's like, oh my gosh, like I started reading books. And at twenty four twenty five, like my eyes just kept open. The more I read, the more I read. And so many people, I'm going to attribute more of this to continuing education or mm-hmm. educating myself rather than um, the school system. Mm-hmm. But so many people, once they get out of college, they stop reading, they yeah. stop growing mentally.
1: For sure. Cause and then they just check
0: all the boxes. Yeah, exactly. And I—that's what I attribute to that that continued growth. I haven't stagnated. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken some steps back to take some steps forward. You know, um, but I, I think that's so important that people can constantly educate themselves. And you have to do that to educate your kids. All education,
1: all education is self-education. It mm-hmm. always is. It I love that matter. quote. It's always what it is. I can sit here and go, Will, I'm going to give you this pen right here. And I can go, here you go, Will, Will, Will. And I can throw it at you. I can do it. But if you never actually took it, mm-hmm. how dare I say I gave you that pen? Right. right. And that's how education works. People think, well, I taught them, but they didn't retain it. But dude, they weren't all education, mm-hmm. self education. They had to choose to be inspired around. That's why I tell uh, families that are home educating, like, you're not the teacher in the house. You're mm-hmm. the chief inspiration officer. You're the chief, uh, you know, education officer in, in regards to you need to be moving yourself forward and inspiring them to come along with you. That's your job. Love that. If you do that, they'll grasp all the things that matter. Mm-hmm. You get yourself all frustrated and you put yourself in a, you put a barrier between you and your kid because you have to be the teacher that's going to force them into doing something that school told you you had to do. But now you're, at home, you're still a slave. You're, mm-hmm. you've still got Stockholm syndrome. You're still, you're still worrying about schooling your children versus being an educative, you know, leader.
0: Mm-hmm. A big it, piece of that is un it un, or unschooling too, right? Like that, you know, and you, you, people I know that that's kind of a new term going around. Would you you explain what unschooling is?
1: Yeah, I mean, so unschooling is not, people take it a different way. So education Mm -hmm. uh, uh, means something to me very specifically. And so I'm always clear to define what that is, right? Because when I say it and people go, oh yeah, education matters and they shake their head. But if we're both shaking our head yes and we say different things mm-hmm. or we have a different definition it's not the communication is not actually taking place right so unschooling is the same thing some people have used it just to be like anything that looks like school we are against it like mm-hmm. here we don't want to do anything like reading i want my kid to be 47 before he reads because reading looks like school right and so people take it the wrong way what unschooling actually is is the realization that school and education aren't the same, so you don't pursue things of school. You don't go, what curriculum do I use? What Mm -hmm. uh, grade level are they at? What subject are we doing right now? And what subjects are we tackling today? Right, You are stepping away from that to step into the conversations you would have in life in general, you and Mm -hmm. I never talk about what subject anything is you and I never talk about, you know, I'm not. will, what grade level do you read at, right? That's a weird question for me to ask. (laughs) But we think it's normal Mm -hmm. to ask kids that question or ask parents that question about their kids. It's because we've been trained by the cult that that's a normal thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unschooling is stepping away from the cult. Yeah.
0: Powerful, powerful. What, um, well, and I guess you've kind of already answered this question, but let me let me ask this in a broader sense What's the number one book you'd recommend to parents, men, you know, however you want to take that, um, to help them open their eyes, uh, around education? Oh, or well, yeah, we, we could we could we could do that, um, let's say for education and then for life. So, okay, okay two books, let's go, two books, because yeah. there's because. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a um, there
1: are a number of books when you start going. Okay, what what systems do I need to question? Right, like look mm-hmm. at the medical system. Med- questioning the medical system is one thing that most people don't want to do either. Right, it's yeah. just you hand it over to the experts right away. And there's some great books. One of them, Turtles All the Way Down. I recommend mm-hmm. anybody read that read Turtles All the Way Down and see if you have you know turtles all the way have, down. Uh huh. See if you have, okay. have blind obedience to the Western medical system. After that, if you do, you do go mm-hmm. get it i'm not proselytizing i don't want anybody to think like me i just want people to think think for themselves in area, right and there is so when it comes to education um I, I i lean to john taylor gatto over everything if i had to pick one of his books um i would probably gosh man that's a hard because he's so good um underground history of american education i would probably go that one first dumbing us down i would go to that one next and then maybe weapons of mass instruction i would probably go in that order but all of them are going to shake you up if you want something that's not as heavy a read that's of the same vein Mm -hmm. uh, a quick pdf by seth godin called stop stealing dreams is another thing that can shake you up pretty Mm -hmm. well i'm assuming Um, you find that pdf on google or something so you can stop stealing dreams. You can get the PDF on Google. Yep. You, okay. just type and you can find it. It's a, he posted it for free under his, you know, Seth's blog kind of deal. Okay. We'll find uh,
0: links to all those and put them in the show notes for, for everybody all, as well.
1: All worth the read man to <clears throat> get you out of that schooling mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, every, every new, I mean, you start, if you're like, okay, cool, we got, we'll do all that and we'll home educate. But then gosh, man, what about college? They all have to go to college. Okay, cool. There's a book called uh, Excellent Sheep. I would read Excellent Sheep to understand why college is actually probably a net negative for almost everybody. Um, Mm. So again, depends on what we're talking about, what parts of life we're talking about, because you got to start deconstructing whatever, you got to start deconstructing whatever your current belief system is before you're open to replacing it with a new one. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that i've got all the right answers you've got all the wrong what i'm saying is be willing to question yeah. what you think you know
0: formulate your own opinion and and do formulate. so not just by what you hear from the masses but do so by finding the facts and doing your own research bingo and mm. then wherever you land you land
1: go where the evidence leads and then be willing to change your mind if better evidence becomes presented
0: yeah
1: mm-hmm. that's oh, man, it that's what, huge the more you do that, the more you get closer to an objective truth, Mm -hmm. any subject, right? One of the things you guys are going to just let the cat out of the bag a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. but one of the things it's a really powerful exercise that you guys, um, in the, in the brotherhood, what we do, and it's in month, uh, month four, month four, um, you guys are going to steel man, your own spiritual beliefs. And so everybody's people Mm -hmm. have straw man, Um, you know straw man arguments we take a look at logical fallacies and we try to identify where we're using them ourselves Mm -hmm. uh, or where other people are using them and then we take a look at at steel manning our spiritual beliefs and so what that is is taking a look and going okay what do i believe spiritually and by believe i mean what do i say i believe and then what do i do that shows what i actually believe Mm because most of the time people will say one thing and they'll do another this 100%. is what you, this is what you actually believe over mm-hmm. here by the way what you're doing and then we want to steelman those meaning what would somebody who completely disagrees with my point of view and my ideology what would they say and what evidence would they bring and how can i actually prove them right can Ooh, I do that? that's gonna be an amazing exercise? It's really difficult to do because it's mm-hmm. hard to be brave enough to question everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really poke and prod and we get some great discussions. It's nothing that you'll finish in a month. That's yeah. the whole point, right? It's something that's gonna light you up for a continuous journey. That's what everything here is supposed to, you know, is designed mm-hmm. to do because education is continuous growth. Yeah. Um, but it's a really good exercise, man. So, you know, um that's, that's what I'm always all about. So when you ask about books that challenge
0: it's whatever book challenges, your current belief is going to be the Mm -hmm. best thing. That's, that's, that's a good, you don't even need to name a book at that point. Just read something that challenges you. Yeah. Powerful, man. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful deal. So that is, yeah. Yeah. Guys, uh, for all y'all listening out there, um, as I said, I'm a part of the Apogee program. We're, uh, we're a month two now. Mm -hmm. And um, the first exercise we did um, had to do with a book that you would read in this program. And, uh, you know, it was writing a letter uh, to the ones I love and Mm -hmm. basically going through who I was and who I'm going to be moving forward. And, um, you know, Matt asked us to read that. To our to our closest you know loved ones, and I read that to my wife and my kids, and you know the kids at their age they haven't really gotten it yet you know sure. but um, my wife you know looked at me after that and she's like man I I wish we could keep that letter and you know at the end of that we crumple it up and burn it and of course my son's all stoked about burning the stuff you know he's bringing the fire That's <laughs> he's right. like dad can I light the match yet I'm like halfway through right. the letter can you let Bring me finish first yeah That's right. <laughs> um, and uh, so we did that and you know it was it was hard for me to do honestly. Cause like sitting down in front of my family and going over where I've been, where I've been at fault, where I've been wrong, um, and where I've been weak and then going, I'm not going to do that again. It's, it makes it real. It makes it accountable. And, um, you know, my wife was, was very, uh, you know, it, it, she was very uh, proud for, that I, that I was yes, able to sir. do that. Yes, um, and in this, this whole program, it is designed to just make you a better man. Yes, the, the the women's program, I'm assuming it's designed the exact same way for, yes, for you know, but for the women and, um, you know, it's cool too, cause you get to be a part of this, this brotherhood and have other men around you who are pursuing the same thing, yes, pursuing sir. excellence, pursuing making their families better, um, pursuing, get away, getting away from, you know, generational sin and changing their lineage mm-hmm. um, it it's it, I, I couldn't advocate for it more um so go check it out um, we'll we'll put a link to that too in here but um matt this has been this has been a great conversation i've i love spending time with you um we got to chat you know for 30 minutes or so you know a couple months ago before we set this all up and you know i just knew when we when we connected i'm like i'm in I'm, I'm in i'm so you know yeah. it's just it's cool you're a great man and um very excited for everything that you're you're doing with this program and i i can't wait to be a part of it and um get involved more too you know i appreciate it man um honor is honor is 100 on this side and then right back at you man you're an amazing human being and it's an honor to walk alongside you and, and we're here no matter what you side by side back to back man yeah what uh where can people go find more about you more about the programs you know go into all those all those things where people can find you yeah. Thanks, madam
1: Um, we're working on putting everything under one umbrella, but apogee strong programs.com is kind of the current central landing spot where you can go there and it'll point you to the young men's or it'll point you to apogee strong for the men's or it'll point you to apogee strong foundation. It'll point you to all those different directions. We'll eventually get them all under one umbrella, just at apogee strong.com. Um, and if people want to, you know, connect, uh, on Instagram, our program is at apogee program, um, I'm there just at my name. That's probably where I'm most active, but on most platforms as well. So I'm yeah. glad to come wherever people like
0: to most. Definitely. And we'll we'll tag that, you know, in in the posts we make. And then um, you know, I tag that all the time in my personal profile as well. So guys, just go check those out too. Um, it, Matt, the one the last question I want to ask you is is what legacy do you want to leave? <laughs> A loaded um, question, I know. Uh, but it is,
1: man. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is. But I love the question um, because it's something that I do think about. You know, often we talk about in Apogee. You know, we have two two parts of this mission. One is changing individual bloodlines, uh, and two is is changing the changing the culture around what it means to be a masculine, uh, you know, masculine man. Like, what does masculinity look like? Uh, and the majority of the things that we see and that we work together on every single day, you know, I get the opportunity to watch other other men and their bloodlines changing, and I get the opportunity to see all of this growth for the organization and and how it is already beginning to shift things. We've got a lot of people who are reaching out going, I like what you're doing, and a lot of people who are in really good places um, from Uh, you know, entrepreneurs to politicians to, um, you know, world leaders at various stages that are like, hmm, what you're doing is interesting. This is needed. This is much like, that's awesome. So I think people will see that eventual wherever Apogee ends up from a cultural standpoint. um, I do believe it'll be a a pretty recognized name. And, you know, especially in this country, if not the world. Um, And I think that's awesome. And I'm really excited about the legacy of that. But that other part of the of the mission right the changing bloodlines that's the legacy that matters the most to me and personally selfishly I'm going through all of these things with everybody I'm going through all of these exercises with everybody Uh, um, and the legacy for me is the fact that I'm already in in a day-to-day you know reality with a family that is much stronger, much happier, much more purpose-driven and joyful than, than my immediate family ever was growing up. Um, and my kids are all going to be better humans, uh, than I am. They're all going to contribute more to the world than I will. And, and our legacy will be,
0: uh, that continued strength of a family. Like that's, that's the first and foremost. Yeah. For me. Man, when the family's built on a rock foundation, man, it, uh, it can't be shook. And I mean, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to weather storms together, but, uh, and it's, it's good to have other families around you too, that, that can weather those storms and help help hold you accountable, help support you too. And, um, that's, that's what Apogee is. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a brotherhood, it's a family, um, you know, it's growing and it's cool to see more and more people coming into it. And, uh, yeah, couldn't be more proud to be a part of it. Yeah, man. Honor is always on this side and just, we get a lot, uh,
1: we got a lot of work to do, but, um, mm-hmm. we got the right, we got the right people on the ship to do it. Yep.
0: So you're living the life, walking the walk or walking the talking, the walk, walk gosh, walking the talk, whatever that is, whatever the <laughs> saying is, yeah. it's the I, end of the day. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> It's awesome.
0: But, uh, yeah, Matt, thanks for coming on. Um, everybody go check out, you know, you know, YouTube channel, go follow, subscribe, like, do all the things. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll see you on next time. Matt, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, brother.